Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 68 of the Basketball Card Podcast. After another long hiatus, three months this time, uh, back for another episode. This is Adam. You can reach me at the real 27 guy on Instagram and in other places. Uh, welcome back. It's, like I said, been a little while. It's been three months. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about my first three months at PWCC. Not because I actually want to talk about it, but because I actually had quite a few people who have said, hey, I want to hear how it's going. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Give, give us an update of what your responsibilities are and stuff like that. And so what I thought I'd do today is talk a little bit about what I see happening in the hobby, what is um, what the last three months have been like for me, and, uh, and I hope that this will be fun for you guys. Um, before I begin, a uh, reminder to everybody that three months ago I left my job in the world of private equity and venture capital. It's actually been three months ago in a week now. Um, I left left my job. I'm a CPA. I spent 12 years in the world of um, fund administration. Um, had a great job um, at a local uh, multi-practice firm where I was the controller and had a great experience. I There's a lot of parts of my job that I really enjoyed for a long time. But what it came down to was, you know, you know, you only live once, and you want to follow your, you want to follow your passions. For me, I wanted to be able to sort of set a model for my kids, for them to know that they can do what they want in their lives. And so I spent, you know, I spent a couple of weeks thinking about it, and uh, had an opportunity, three different opportunities in front of me: the job that I was at, another job in the same world of, um, of finance. And then, you know, this opportunity with PWCC. Took the job at PWCC, and I've had an amazing three months. I want to talk about it, the pros and cons, goods and bads, all that sort of stuff. And so for those of you who are in the hobby, who are thinking about, um, you know, who are thinking about what you want to do with your life and what you want to do for a living and stuff, hopefully this can be a helpful uh, episode. Um, also want to talk a little bit about the company, uh, again, pros and cons and anything that sort of um, that I've seen so far. Um, and so I hope that it will be enjoyable to you guys. Um, first thing that I'll tell you guys, I'm on the marketing team. Um, and I am a very small cog in the wheel that is PWCC. PWCC is a 150 uh, employee firm, guys. It is a tech company. It is a growth stage tech company um, that is that is dealing with all the things that come with growth. Um, and they've done unbelievably well considering all of the um, things that, that they've had to do over the course of the last couple of years, standing up their own auction site and everything that comes along with that. It's basically incredible what the team at PWCC has been able to, to accomplish. And frankly, me being able to just come in and be part of it is really fortunate. Um, I, like I said, I'm on the marketing team and my job, what's, what's my title? It's something like partnership and content manager, something like that. Basically what it means is I have like two parts in my job. I've got the part that's the content related part and that's like the most outward facing. And so for those of you who follow PWCC's podcast or PWCC's YouTube or PWCC's Instagram, you've seen or heard a lot of me recently. I um, hope to continue that for the foreseeable future because that's part of my job that I really love. I get to, um, you know, I'll, I'll get to that stuff in a bit, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my responsibilities here in a little bit. 
Um, but first I want to talk about the company. I want to talk about, you know, what it might be like, you know, for you guys to think about like working in the, in the hobby. And then, and then I'll talk about my responsibilities and then we'll finish off the episode with a couple of other things. Um, I do want to say, as I start this episode, um, I found out some super somber news today that a good friend passed away unexpectedly in a tragic accident. And so I've been very pensive the whole day. I've been um, thinking about a lot of different things. And uh, so, you know, it feels like I'm losing, not, not missing a pep in my step because I think I've got, I think I've got good perspective around this, but if if you can feel that I'm maybe more thoughtful than normal, um, that might be that might be what that's all about. Um, the other thing I'll say before I start is I'm doing a ton of content right now, guys, like just a ton of content. And so if you're somebody who has enjoyed this podcast over the years or has enjoyed any of the stuff that I've done, either you know stuff on my Instagram or stuff on blowout cards, whatever, like like seriously, go subscribe to the PWCC YouTube channel. Um, it's like a, the best kept secret right now that we're putting out all this amazing content and, you know, we've got something like 3000 followers. Um, it's some of the best content that I've ever been a part of. Um, and I would totally recommend checking it out no matter what kind of collector you are, but especially if you are you know, sports card collector, uh, the PWCC Utah, YouTube, uh, podcast, um, and Instagram right now are all fantastic, but especially the YouTube because you get that that awesome audio as well as the visuals that are top notch. Um, shout out to uh, Denzel, Forrest, to Brandon, to, to all the people who I work with to make that stuff awesome because it is amazing, guys. It is amazing, amazing stuff. Okay, so with that said, again, I'm a pretty small cog in the wheel that is PWCC. 150 people, amazing culture, good percentage of the crew is there in, uh, in Oregon and uh, in this building that's sort of tucked away behind, um, you know, behind several layers of protection. You have the PWCC building. Actually, there are now multiple buildings and the PWCC vault. And, um, you know, the culture is just incredible. Imagine what it would be like to go to work every day with a bunch of people who speak the same language that you do in the world of cardboard and collecting. That's what it's like working at PWCC. I can walk in and I can talk about RPAs and PSA and CSG and SGC and BGS and upper and UD and Panini and like I could just I can say you know I can say you know that's that XRC I can just talk about anything in any sort of way with anybody and, and for the most part they have a sense of what you're talking about. Now not everybody who I work with collects like basketball cards, right? Some are Pokemon collectors. Some are you know, other kinds of collectors, but most people at the firm come from some background in collecting. Not all, but most, a good percentage. And that is really cool. Honestly, it's one of the coolest parts of the whole, um, the whole thing, uh, the whole experience working at PWCC, because you, know, you are going to work with people that care about um, different aspects of the hobby and are just super passionate. A lot of people who are at the who are at um, PWCC are people who have high levels of education, who have worked in other areas, and have have ended up at PWCC because of their passion. You know, people like me, and that's a great place to work, guys. There's a great energy, and um, I would tell you, I would tell you the leadership, especially, is is really something. Um, 
you know, I've had a chance to meet with most of the leaders in the, in the company now in some way. And everybody's just, everybody's good. Um, everybody's fun to talk to, genuine, kind. Um, and like, I don't know if I would have expected that prior to sort of getting to know the team. You know, you, you talk to people about other entities in the industry and you hear, oh, I, I think these guys are this way or I think that th these guys are that way. PWCC is a great place to work, guys. A lot of great people. Okay, so now that I got that part out of the way, next thing I want to talk about is growth. The growth of the company has been like a growth stage company ought to be. Basically quadrupled in size in the last couple of years. And, you know, that's that's on the heels of the pandemic. That's, um, you know, that's after the blow up. We've had more growth. And the reason we've had more growth, I think, is that the service that PWCC provides makes life easier as a collector. It certainly did for me. Um, you know, I've talked before about why I sent my cards to the vault. I've talked before about why I sell my cards through consignment or through auction houses. And, you know, when you're looking through those different options, there's a lot of different options. PWCC has been the one that I've had the best experience with so far. It's the most professional. It's the best run. Uh, my rep, uh, shout out to Jason, uh, before I started at PWCC was just an incredible, incredible uh, resource to be able to do everything that I needed to do. There were times where I borrowed money. There were times where I needed money before I sold things. There were so many different things that now, you know, I look at in terms of my collection where I need, you know, people just use the word liquidity, but where I need help with things. And PWCC helps in all of these sort of different ways that are really fantastic. And so, um, you know, that growth that we've, that we've had as a company has required new people to come on in all sorts of different ways. The vault is, um, I will say this, the vault, my first month on the job, we still had the ability as uh, team members to be able to get into the vault, not at any time, but you know, if we went in with the right person or whatever. And so I got to go into the vault once that access has now been restricted throughout the company to only people who need to be in the vault. So you combine that with all the locks and cameras and everything else that are, that are going on and the vault becomes, you know, one of the most secure places in the world. Um, my collection, basically 95% of my collection is there and I feel secure in knowing that, um, the vault is so cool. <laughs> talking about close to a billion dollars in assets, We're talking about over half a million um, assets. It's really neat. Um, you can, you can go, well, when I could go in, you go in, you could like pull down a box and that box would just have, you know, just incredibly valuable cards. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of other stuff that I could say there, but the vault is very cool. The building is cool. The area in there in Oregon is cool. It's just, it's a neat place to be. And so, um, you know, that tells you a little bit about what the company is, is, is like and what it's doing. The other thing I would say on growth is that, um, <laughs> there's a lot of growth still to happen. And I feel like the leadership team has, visions that are really exciting. You know, I didn't want to just go work in, in any company in cards. I wanted to go work for a company that I felt like led um, the card world uh, and, and 
have the best vision. And I think at this point, as I've like had three months worth of experiences with different people in, in the company and in leadership, it's a really exciting time for our industry. Um, and it's a really, really exciting time for PWCC. There are other vaults. There are other, um, there are other entities that you can put your trust in. I'm grateful for PWCC and glad that I can not only utilize them as a collector, but obviously I'm very grateful that I get to work for PWCC and I am P I'm team PWCC now. <laughs> I am guys. I, I am. It's been a, it's been a good time. It's been a good three months and I feel like the decisions beforehand were really good. Okay. So with that said, let's talk about my responsibilities. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have the coolest job in the world. Um, I don't mean that in a boastful way. I mean that in a, like a grateful way. I have the opportunity to do some of the coolest things. So let me talk about a few, few aspects. One thing that I get to do that a lot of you probably have seen again on the PWCC podcast or the PWCC YouTube channel, um, by the way, go to, just go to YouTube and type in PWCC marketplace, find that, look at all the cool things that we're doing there. Um, you know, go to, go to your podcast and type in PWCC, find the only one that's like a PWCC sports card podcast. And you'll see like, we're doing a ton of stuff there. Like I used to do, you know, when I was doing really good at this, I did like a half an hour a show a week. I'm now doing hours of content every week, guys. And, and that's really like the first and one of the main parts of my job. Um, I was tasked at the beginning to do a once a week show. And that once a week show doesn't take a ton of time, but it's a big part of what I do. Um, that show is called The Hobby. And thus far we're eight episodes in, we'll be nine episodes in here later today. We've done episodes on the Wayne Gretzky rookie cards and the Michael Jordan star card and Stranger Things cards and a Ty Cobb autographed T206 card and wrestling cards and, and um, the 1980 Tops triple autograph card and uncut sheets um, that have recently, we've recently had some big news in the hobby on uh, something that I posted in my Instagram a few weeks ago. Um, so many like awesome topics and each one of them were diving really deep into, you know, what into each of those topics. And it's been a blast. Um, I think because PWCC is not because it's a company rather than it being, you know, an individual, these, this content isn't being viewed by a ton of people, but it's really like some of the best content I've ever been involved in. I think the conversations are amazing. And so I think it's a uh, kind of a best kept secret right now. I would uh, I would suggest to any of you who haven't already you know done so, like go get on YouTube, go subscribe, and go watch the episodes. They're once a week. They come out Wednesday night um, at uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, um, or is it six six percent six? Sorry, six Pacific time. I always get the time zones confused, so forgive me on that. But seriously, check that out. I think you guys will love that. So that's that's a big part of my job is doing that once a week episode. I also, um, when I came in, I suggested the idea of doing um, something that we've come, that's come to be known as the iconic 100 list, where we basically um, pulled a large number of well-known collectors and 
asked them what the most iconic cards in the history of the hobby are. And then we went and we made a hundred videos on these cards. We averaged, you know, we averaged all the lists together and um, assigned point values. In fact, this is a good place to do this because there's a lot, like the iconic 100 has had a lot of, um, it's had a lot of questions so far. And so let's, let's talk about how the point system works for this because I was intimately involved in this. So picture, so ask yourself, ask yourself a question first before we start. If you wanted to know what the most iconic cards are, the hundred most iconic cards are in the hobby, how would you go about figuring that out? Here was our process. We asked a whole bunch of people internally and other people who are well known in the hobby to give us cards that they believed should be considered for this list. That yielded close to 200 um, responses. Those 200 responses were included on an initial survey and then we gave it out to a bunch more people. As we gave it out to a bunch more people, we got more and more feedback on which cards should and shouldn't be on the list. This was an inexact science though because um, although we wanted to keep it to 200, it was difficult with how many different cards people wanted on the list. We had a number of cards where people would say, oh, this card shouldn't be on and then other people were extremely strong that the card should be on the list we didn't want to put you're probably sitting there thinking why didn't you just put more cards on the list well the reality is finding a piece of software that you can go through and view all of the cards and then rank atop whatever number it's actually kind of a complex thing so you know we we basically said we're going to cap this at 200 and then in the end we had to extend it all the way out to 215. Um, most of those cards in those last 15 spots didn't make the list. In fact, I'm not sure any of them did make the list, but, um, but it's just really hard to identify the 100 most iconic cards in the hobby. So after a lot of del deliberation, we had an initial list of 215 that we gave out to people who are, um, who we believed had expertise in multiple disciplines in the hobby. This was obviously difficult to make sure that we got representation from everyone, but we tried to get people who had an overall knowledge of the whole of the hobby. So if somebody just knows Pokemon cards, we didn't ask too many of those people. If somebody just knows basketball cards, we didn't ask too many of those people. And that was hard because some of my very good friends in the hobby are people who just have basketball expertise, but we didn't ask them. We asked people with multiple disciplines under their belt and ended up coming to about 150 people who took the survey. Those 150 people, the way that the survey ranked, chose 75 cards and ranked them from 1 to 75. So starting with the most iconic down to the 75th most iconic. And what that ex exercise really yielded is 75 is a really small number. <laughs> there were a lot of cards that people wanted to put on their list, but there wasn't room. Um, filling out, you know, choosing 75 and then, and then, you know, and then putting them in order is a really difficult task. And um, was grateful to have, you know, like I said, 150 people, nearly 150 people answer the you know, and it might have been 155 actually. I need to go back and look at that. But um, it was it was amazing to have so many people 
fill that out. So then the question comes, how do you average them? How do you rank them? And this is, this is something that we thought about for a long time. And we researched different ways of doing other types of, um, you know, other types of surveys like this. What we determined in the end was to do um, something similar to what we've done in Basketball Card Fanatic in the past, where we assign mul an, an, uh, a larger number of points for higher number of cards. And so on the Basketball Card Fanatic surveys that we've done in the past, what we've done is we've said, you know, choose your top 10, and then the card that people put as number one, we give 10 points, and the card that, you know, somebody puts as number 10, we give one point, point. we sort of inverse it, right? But the thing about that in this case is that where we were starting with the list of 215, we wanted to give points just for being chosen, right? Like if a card gets chosen at number 75, that shouldn't just be worth one point compared to the other 100 and what is that, 140 cards that didn't get any votes. So what we did is we said, if a card was chosen number 75, we will allocate to that 15 points. And if a card's chosen number 74, we'll give it 16 points, all the way up to card number one, which would be given uh, 89 points or 90 points. I can't remember. It's one of those two. And so that's, that's how we did it. Every person's vote of, of the top 75, that's how their votes were assigned, or that's how they were valued. And then in the end, we just ordered them by which cards have the most points. So what's really interesting about that is, you know, and this is a really, this is a question that we asked ourselves. If somebody chooses, you know, the, the number, the card number 70 on the list, um, should that be, you know, if, if somebody chooses a card number 70 and somebody else chooses it number 75 and somebody else chooses it number 60, should that be worth than one guy who chooses a card number 50? And the answer to, that we said is yes, it should be. By adding that extra 15 points um, to each card that was chosen every, you know, on the list for each person's list, what that does is it gives every vote, um, it gives every vote value. So we're erring on the side of the more lists that a card made, the more points that it deserves. What this prevents is people from coming in and saying, well, I'm going to put in a card at number one because I really like it because it's my card and having that really have an effect. Fortunately, looking at the, the different people who voted, I don't believe anyone really did that. And so um, what came out in the end, sorry for all the messages that are coming through here. It's kind of annoying. Um, what that did in the end that was really interesting was it provided um, a really like cool final list from one to 100, actually from one to 215. Every card out of the 215 got votes, which is amazing. Um, but the the one to 100 list, as as we looked at it in the end, it it was really is it really interesting. The top makes sense. The whole thing really made sense. There were times where I looked at it and I thought, oh, I wish you know, I wish this certain card would make it, or I wish it wouldn't make it. There's one card that um, was asked about more than any other, and that was the Atom Bomb card. Um, the Atom Bomb card, I just wanted to see make the list so much because I just thought, you know, this is such an iconic card. How could it not be, um, you know, how could it not make the list? And it did. It just barely made it. Um, this also reminds me that in the polling, we really tried to give people the right um, instructions. We, we wrote out um, as well as we could the instructions for what people were doing. It was not 
their favorite cards. It was not a list of the best cards. It's not a list of the most valuable cards, but a list of the most iconic cards. And so what that has yielded is cards like the David Robinson 1989 Hoops rookie card coming in ahead of RPAs that today are some of the most popular cards in the world. Um, it has been so much fun recording and, and re-watching each of the episodes. They're each between four and eight, four and ten minutes long. They're with members of the community who most of you probably know. Um, each of the people who helped was super gracious and kind. And the, like I said, the result so far has been really fantastic. And the uh, the way that the way that people have interacted with it hasn't been as good as I would have liked. I, I wish that there were more comments within the individual posts. But the good news is that um, the good news is that I think that people are really liking it. I'm getting tons of DMs personally on what people think about the list. I wish more people would would actually comment within the posts. But um, guys, it's been one of the most fun projects that I've ever worked on, and I got paid to do it. Right, like that's the that's the amazing thing is that that's the sort of thing that I get to do in my job now. I get to do content. And I get to work with amazing people who also like to, to do content. And and the goal really of it is to be educational and entertaining and, um, you know, give PWCC not just, you know, everything that we have that's sales related, but also related to like the hobby that people will really enjoy. And so, guys, it's been so much fun for me. And I hope that we can really grow each of those platforms. We have a, a tremendously difficult uphill um battle because it's really hard for a company like us to grow you know a content channel that's not what people think about with us you know they think about us as an auction house so um that's you know that's really like that's really like the the the, the best the best part of um you know the content creation part so far has been the iconic 100 we're also doing uh, this weekly show, uh, like I said, that's called the hobby, uh, that we've done those eight or nine, we've done those eight episodes and the ninth one comes out today. That's going to grow a lot too. And so definitely recommend you check those things out. And then there's all sorts of other things that are related to creating content that I get to do that are so much fun. Um, and, and I do really enjoy doing all of that stuff. And it's just a dream to have that as a job. So that's one half of the of the job, and then there's this other half that's related to, you know, partnership management. Um, that's probably a lot less interesting, um, but uh, but basically, I get to work with some of our partners and help um, you know administer those, and um, and that's it's still fun and it's still good, but it's not nearly as fun as the you know as the content creation stuff goes. The content creation stuff between the Iconic 100 and the hobby has just been an absolute blast. The other thing that I get to do that's kind of cool is if you've ever checked out our premiere auction that Jeremy, Lee, and I do the um, do the show for, um, we, also, uh, we also have as part of that every card in the auction gets a video. And the, YouTube, the, the videos are hosted currently on YouTube. And basically... The, vid the videos are where you have somebody who takes the card in hand, evaluates the card, talks about things related to how the card feels in hand, um, the, um, you know, the history of the card, the case, um, condition type things, why the card is significant. 
And each of these videos is, you know, 30 seconds to a couple of minutes long. And, and for some crazy reason, um, I get to do those videos now. Because it is so cool to have a box of 40 cards put in front of you that are worth, you know, a couple million dollars. And just be able to sort of hold them in awe and talk about why they matter. Um, I have notes, I have other things on the cards, but in most cases, I know the card well enough to be able to just look at it and tell the story of why it's meaningful, why it's cool. And like that, again, some people are like, is that, you know, does that get old? Is that tough? It is so much fun. It is so much fun just getting those cards in front of me and making all those videos. People will be like, you mean to tell me you went to Oregon for a few days and you made 400 videos? And it's like, yes, I did. And I absolutely loved it. I'm a card guy, guys. Like, I love cards. And so, you know, getting those in front of you and being able to sort of, you know, talk to the cards, you know, talk about why they're, why they matter. It's, it's a blast. So I go there once a month, spend three days and I have an absolute blast. That's it for my job, guys. Those are my, you know, currently those are my uh, things that I'm doing. I love it. It's a blast. Um, if you have any questions about, about anything that we're doing, whether it's related to content or, you know, selling things using the PWCC platform or buying things using the PWCC pl platform, please DM me at the real 27 guy. I'm seriously always happy to help. Seriously, always happy to help. All right, let's talk about a couple quick things before we go. BCF. The Bill Russell episode will come out here in the next week. It should be in mailboxes um, by by nine twenty one, by September twenty first. Um, BCF still just moving along, and it's a blast. Uh, it's it's as much fun as it's ever been, and uh, and I I gotta tell you guys like the different articles, the different interviews, the different things that we have coming up are fantastic. If you'd like to subscribe to BCF. Um, if you'd like a hard copy, which is what most people want to come to them in their mail once a month and the nice little, you know, large, uh, team bag, uh, card holder, uh, like, like, like team bag. Um, that's, that's $125 to subscribe for a year, uh, just over 10 bucks a month. And you can go to bcfmag.com to organize, to order that. That's bcfmag, basketball card fanatic mag.com. And, uh, and if you do, I promise, I promise you'll like it. You can get the first month for 12 bucks and then decide if you like it after that. Um, but, uh, we put a lot of work into that. Our writers are amazing. Our, um, you know, our designer, Black Griff, Black Griffin Cards on Instagram is, is incredible. And working with him and the rest of the team has been just a blast. And so it's been a while since I've talked about it, but it's still moving along and the magazine's still growing and we're just having a great experience with it. So, um, if you want some good reading material, in-depth um, card knowledge, please uh, order. We'd love, we'd love for you to do that. Okay, so other things that are going on. Um, my jazz. Holy smokes, guys. My jazz done blown up. Not in the positive way, in a, in a negative way. It's amazing. Just last season, you know, back in 2020, 2021, the Jazz were the number one team in the NBA. They went into home court, they went into the playoffs with home court advantage for the whole of the playoffs. And then they had an injury to their starting point guard, Mike Conley. 
They lost to the Clippers in the second round. It was devastating, but we thought, you know what? It's okay. We've got two of the best 20 players in the league in Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. They're young. They're great. This is going to be a great team for a long time. And then last year, it just, just never felt right. And there was some infighting for sure and some lack of trust in each other. And Danny Ainge came in and he blew up the whole team. In the last month, we have watched probably the third best player in Jazz history in Rudy Gobert. And in Donovan Mitchell, you've got another guy who is one of the top probably 10 players in the history of the franchise. I know that sounds silly to some people because he's only been here for, what, like five years? But you know, he made three all-star teams. And so tr watching my team trade both of our best players and really just disassemble right after we had one of our more successful seasons ever, you know, just a couple years ago, really been like, I wouldn't say championship contenders if I'm being honest but like contenders to go to like the Western Conference Finals and stuff for several years it's just ah uh, it's just really hard so a good reminder to everybody that like your your team that you'll that you love like they just they can change so fast so really enjoy it when you've got a great season rooting uh rooting for Rudy still uh in Minnesota and right now in the Eurobasket um they just made the semifinals today which is really exciting I'll close with this thought um, working for PWCC has given me insight into where the hobby stands. Um, and I've connected with you know, people in the world of grading and authentication. I've connected with people with $10 million plus um, collections, people who, um, you know, who are movers and shakers in other aspects of the, of the hobby as well. I am incredibly bullish on the future of the hobby. It is a fantastic place to be. I don't have any regrets about leave, leaving my cushy, uh, cushy job in the world of private equity and venture capital. Um, I feel good about where I am. I feel good about who I work with. I feel good about the industry. And again, you only live once. And so, you know, for those of you who are out there who are considering a career change, um, if you have the appropriate skill set, there are lots of places within this hobby that you can work. Every time PWCC puts a, an opportunity out there on like LinkedIn, a new job opportunity, every single time we get hundreds of applicants. And the reason for that is that you, lots of people want to work in this industry. So I count myself as really fortunate and especially, you know, not only to work in the industry, but to work for the right, to work for the company that I work with and doing what I want to do. Um, Guys, it's amazing, and I'm so grateful, grateful to those of you who have sort of supported the, the podcast, the magazine, and all the content through the years. You're part of the reason why, um, you know, why I've had the personal success that I've had, which has led me to be able to have the job that I have today. You can also hear that I get a lot of messages on Slack. <laughs> I should have turned that off before I started. I'm sorry, guys, but um, I... I'm grateful for all of you guys. Um, again, if you want to hear more content, PWCC's YouTube is the place to be. Please go and subscribe. Please, please, please go and subscribe. You will hear hours of me every week. Just the same sort of stuff as I've done on this channel over the years. I don't know if this will be the last episode that I do of the Basketball Card Podcast. I don't assume that it will be, but you never know. It might be. So, um, you never know. You guys are great. Thank you again for downloading the podcast today. Until next time.